It's been 19 games, and the Chicago White Sox have the exact same record as the 2022 White Sox after 19 games, and that is not a good sign. Sox lost to the Phillies on Wednesday afternoon and are still searching for their first two-game winning streak and first series win. Our Southsiders have the day off on Thursday, then look to get back on track against the best team in all of baseball starting on Friday. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms, follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in a beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. Every day, our Chicago White Sox play the Tampa Bay Rays uh, on Friday. Uh, the series kicks off with Michael Kopech on the hill for the Sox. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast uh, with the Sirius XM uh, on the SXM app. Uh, just search White Sox. Uh, our Chicago White Sox, after 19 games, 7 and 12. Uh, four games back in the Central as of this recording. Uh, and again, after 19 games last year, one of the most disappointing seasons in all of White Sox history. Uh, after 19 games, the 2022 Sox were 7-12. and 12. Uh, This was before Wednesday's game. A quote from Jake Berger, who's been uh, one of the hottest hitters for the White Sox. Uh, he said, every single game, there's urgency. It doesn't matter if it's April or September to win games. And Pedro Grafol has said something similar. Uh, you've heard a few player comments here and there, especially from the pitchers, kind of say, well, it's early. Uh, but I think then they, they quickly will say, you know, but it's really not. And, uh, you know, if you keep letting these losses pile and pile and pile, uh, when you do get hot, if you do, I mean, and every team, you know, goes on a, a little bit of a streak. Uh, if you do get hot and you start putting everything together and everybody is healthy, you're going to be so far back. It is going to be a daunting task. Uh, uh, during a Wednesday's game, this was a great tweet by uh, Shakia Taylor from uh, the Chicago Tribune. Uh, she uh, tweeted out, it's honestly male practice of some sort what's happened with the White Sox. Uh, they're supposed to be young and fun. They're supposed to be a winning team. Opportunities have certainly been squandered over there. Uh, the Sox are not a fun team to watch right now. Uh, the Houston series uh, was exciting, uh, but the failure to put everything together for, the, uh, for at least two games, just put everything together for at least two games, uh, the injuries, especially to core players like Tim Anderson. Boy, the Sox are missing Tim Anderson right now. Uh, and the, the pitching problems, coupled with the sporadic offense, uh, leaves me absolutely shaking my head after every game. I, I don't know. I don't have answers. I mean, 
it's the typical stuff of, you know, well, you know, if everybody starts clicking, if the offense can score more runs than just one inning a game, uh, if the bullpen and the starting pitching, you know, figure things out, if the if the Saxon get healthy, it's that kind of stuff. But I know there's got to be more going on. Uh, you look at Aloy Jimenez, man, I had such high hopes for this guy. Everybody had, you know, here he's going to be probably DH a majority of the season. Keep him healthy. We know what his bat can do. We just want to see it for maybe 140 plus games. Uh, well, he came back after being on the IL. Uh, had a rough Baltimore series, and boy, he had an absolutely uh, rough Philadelphia series. He went three for 11 against the Phillies. Nothing hit terribly hard. I feel like he had maybe, you know, an infield single here or there. Uh, nothing much to celebrate about. I mean, what do you do with this guy? You know, I mean, I, is he just going to have to hit his way out of this? Uh, it looks like Yohan Mankata is going to need a minor league stint based on some of the things that Pedro Grafol has said recently. So Jake Berger is safe for a while uh, playing third. Uh, I do, look, I do like that Pedro Grafol has been pretty consistent with the lineups uh, and not reactionary. I mean, this offense, this offense was tops in the league in hits and I believe in doubles for a while there. And boy, they have cooled off. Uh, but Grafol is, is staying pretty consistent with that lineup, uh, obviously changing things when there are injuries. You know, and I just hate to say it, but I think Aloy Jimenez uh, is going to have to just keep grinding, you know, keep putting him out there. Uh, I don't think the Sacks are going to abandon their plans for him. Um, you know, I, I think he's a guy that needs consistency. He talked about uh, the, the troubles in 2022, uh, injured would come back then injured again and then the socks were using him sparingly to rest his legs and he just could not get into a rhythm he talked about that uh, and when he was eventually able to start getting into a rhythm uh, we saw what he was able to do playing primarily uh, dh so i don't know what the issue is right now i mean he's playing in games again uh, he had that hiccup with the injury but he's been back for for several games now and uh, I don't know if him being away set everything back, but it's not like he was torching the baseball before he got hurt. Uh, I am a little concerned, uh, maybe more than just a little concerned uh, with Aloy Jimenez. Uh, during the first 18 games now, the Sox have not won two in a row, have not uh, won a series yet. Uh, after a Wednesday's loss, uh, this is uh, what Pedro Grafol had to say. We've had games where we've hit really well and haven't pitched that well. So we've yet to put both sides of the ball together for a pretty good stretch. And that's going to happen at some point, hopefully here soon. And, and there's that, that word again, hopefully. Uh, and you've heard it from Ethan Katz and obviously Grafol and a few other players, you know, that they've been around the game for a while and it's, just we're in a bad stretch. And the fact that maybe the, you know, it's at the beginning of the year, it looks like, well, this is what the 2023 White Sox team is going to be because we really haven't seen any good yet. Uh, and again, that Houston series, uh, I felt like it was a win, even though it was a split. But after that, it's been a lot of garbage. And this, this hopefully soon, wait till we just wait, wait, just do it. We'll, we'll put it all together. Just hold on. Um, you know, you're going to try to rebound now against a very hot Tampa Bay Ray team. Uh, 
And that just doesn't sound like a realistic situation. I mean, Tampa is best in the league, 16 and three with an unreal plus 83 run differential. So uh, offensively for the Sox, I haven't seen a stretch like this in a long time. I have watched a ton of White Sox baseball, as I'm sure you have as well. And I would have to go back uh, to the record books to take a look if we've seen anything like this, what we just saw the last four games. So of the last four games, uh, 36 total innings, uh, Sox have scored in only four uh, of those innings, uh, literally uh, one inning each game and three of those uh, four uh, scoring sessions have come in the first inning uh, by means of home run. Uh, that is unbelievable uh, to me. Uh, on Sunday, uh, this is where we kicked off this little streak here, Sunday against the Baltimore Orioles in that loss, uh, they sc Sox scored four runs in the first inning, uh, Sheets and Berger uh, hit bombs, and then that was it. Uh, game one of the doubleheader on Tuesday against the Phillies scored all their runs in one inning, but it was a variety of different ways. Uh, game two of the doubleheader, which they won, Jake Berger hit a home run in the first inning, and that was the only scoring that happened in that game. Uh, on Wednesday, Andrew Vaughn hit a two-run homer in the first inning, and that was all that the Sox did. Um, after game two uh, of that doubleheader on Tuesday, where the Sox had that great start by Giolito, a combined one hitter from our pitching staff, uh, this is what Grafol said. Uh, now heading into the Wednesday series finale, uh, Grafol said, I'm seeing it. I even see it in our losses. I see it in our work. I see it in our preparation. I see it in our losses. We've had some heartbreaks. Uh, we've had some games we feel we should have won. Uh, we haven't. And these guys come back and they are showing that energy. Tuesday afternoon was a tough loss. We're down 5 nothing to Zach Wheeler. We score four runs. We're back in the game. We end up giving uh, up a late, a couple late there. Uh, it was a tough loss. Uh, and to feel the electricity in that dugout from pitch number one after a tough loss like that, that's pretty nice to see. Uh, there's some heart and there's definitely some fight here. So I guess if you, you know, believe in the morale, team morale and chemistry, uh, it seems like there's still some energy there. If you uh, take, you know, Grafol's words uh, to heart uh, and I'm, I'm glad that there's heart. I'm glad that there's fight. Uh, I guess those are some positives that you can take from all of this. Uh, but those things need to start producing uh, actual wins. We need some results. Uh, it's great uh, that they're bouncing back uh, in terms of just morale, but you got to put it together on the field. Uh, nine of their next 13 games are against first place teams. Again, Sox after 19 games, seven and 12. Uh, Mike Clevenger uh, had been a reliable arm for the White Sox until Wednesday. Sox once again uh, limit their scoring to one inning. Uh, more on that in a moment. Hey, something exciting is coming to Built.com on April 22nd. I don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real, and it's something you won't want to miss. Uh, if you know how Built works, uh, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. And they do these with amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantities. So mark your calendars and head to Built.com 
on Saturday, April 22nd, to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. Uh, make sure to use promo code Locked On 15 uh, and you'll get 15% off uh, your order. So again, the White Sox uh, got the day off on Thursday. They will play the Tampa Bay Rays on Friday. The series kicks off with Michael Kopech on the hill for the Sox. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Uh, it was game 19 on Wednesday. Sox lost to the Phillies 5-2. to two. Mike Clevenger on the hill and uh, Taiwan Walker uh, for the Phillies. Let's go to the first inning here. Good place to start. Trey Turner has been quiet in the series. Uh, not so more. First inning uh, with one out. Uh, Turner, a solo home run on a hanging slider, and that was a problem for Clevenger most uh, of his outing, keeping that breaking stuff uh, in the zone. You just couldn't keep Turner down. Luckily, it was with nobody on, but uh, six da- uh, sacks were down early, one nothing. Clevenger threw only 18 pitches. Bottom of the first for the White Sacks. Wondering if the Sacks can take some walks here. Uh, Steve Stone talking about how Walker will give up the walk. Sacks are not a terribly uh, patient team. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. had a double down the line. Uh, that was a good sign from him. And then Andrew Vaughn, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, guy, you got to get the job done here. Uh, this would be great to get this run back. Uh, and he absolutely crushed a mistake by Walker. A two-run home run, uh, his first of the year, a two-nothing White Sox. Uh, that was offensively uh, for them, that was uh, that was huge. Uh, 2-1, I'm sorry, because of uh, Trey Turner's home run. But uh, to have Andrew Vaughn finally uh, clicking now, he's got that home run, that first one off his back. Uh, he's been... Uh, hitting the ball, you know, some doubles off the wall, some base hits to right, given just whatever the pitcher is giving him, he's been able to do. It was good to see that power early on. Uh, so both the Phillies and the Sox uh, hitting mistakes uh, early on. Top of second, Marsh with a home run off of Clevenger. It was a 93-mile-per-hour fastball, caught all of the plate uh, and not much movement, unlike some of Clevenger's previous starts. It was a tie game there, 2-2, a real Muto with a double. Clevenger getting hit early, so how will he respond? Because uh, he doesn't have his plus stuff. Uh, you know, again, previous outings, really liked what I saw from Clevenger with his stuff, and he just he, he looked a little out of sorts, uh, definitely early on uh, on Wednesday. Stranded Marsh on second, though, with nobody out, which was a good sign. Uh, bottom of the second, you know, I was thinking about Lenin Sosa. He was up and didn't do much, and that has been kind of a theme. Lenin Sosa, had, you know, he was red hot in the minors uh, before being called up uh, to uh, the south side. Uh, eight games so far now in a White Sox uniform, slashing 154, 154, 308, just four hits, zero walks, six strikeouts, a double, and a home run. So I went back. Uh, it took a look at his small time with the with the big league club last uh, season, and it was only 11 games. And his slash line: 114, 139, 229, four hits, a walk, 12 strikeouts, a double, and a home run. Pretty consistent in this small sample size. Now uh, we'll we'll see what happens when Tim Anderson comes back. 
if Lenin Sosa will be sent back down and they'll move Andrews back over to second base. I think Lenin Sosa or somebody like him uh, is going to be your future. Uh, and I'm, I'm just hoping, you know, he was scorching in the minors. And uh, you look at last year when he was up with the bigs, couldn't figure it out. Okay, well, let's see what you're doing now. Uh, same, same issue, scuffling uh, for sure at the plate. Uh, long inning for Clevenger, top of the third, uh, just not sharp. Uh, Phillies were running on him uh, on the base path, which is easy to do with his motion. Uh, he was mixing it up a little bit in the third, inside and outside, but his fastball was flying out of the zone. And I, I really sometimes that's a sign that uh, Clevenger or any pitcher is just over pitching, trying to get a little bit more velocity on there. And it was flying out of there. His breaking stuff uh, in the zone, and it got hit on Wednesday. Uh, it wasn't necessarily uh, getting hit hard all the time, but you know sometimes just putting the the bat on the ball is all you need to do, and that's what the Phillies did. Uh, Ethan Katz came out for a visit. The bullpen was warming up. Uh, Clevenger really struggled with command. Uh, bases were loaded. Uh, one run already in, and uh, he got out of it, but he threw a ton of pitches. It was three two Phillies uh, after that, and that would be uh, it for one of the more reliable White Sox pitchers. Uh, in the fourth, uh, top of four, Tanner Banks was now in. So the Sox had a day off, of course, on Thursday. And I'm thinking, well, you might as well just exhaust the bullpen. Perhaps that's why they didn't allow Clevenger to go uh, four or five. You know, you've got this off day. We can manage it. Uh, and Tanner Banks giving up back-to-back -back doubles. It was five-two fills before you knew it. Uh, bottom of the fourth, uh, Andrew Vaughn had his second base hit of the game. Sox had only four hits up to this point, and Vaughn had two of them. Uh, Aloy with just a little tapper to the mound, which was turned into a double play. And uh, Yaz with the first walk of the game for the Sox, that in the fourth inning. And it was really just really quiet after the first inning. I couldn't believe it. I was thinking to myself, this can't happen again. This can't happen where the Sox score all their runs in the first inning by home run and they're quiet. And sure enough, that is what was happening with this team offensively. I, I just can't believe the stretch that they're on. Uh, top of six, Banks was still in the game. You know, Luis Robert Jr., maybe he's not doing it uh, offensively like he was at the beginning of the year, but you know, he plays a smooth center field. I mean, he closes gaps gracefully. And again, he makes plays look really easy. And I just don't know if it would be that easy of a play if somebody else was out there in center field. So I guess that is, a, is another positive to have him healthy uh, roaming the outfield. Uh, after six, the Sox only had two runs, four hits. Uh, Vaughn had two of them and, and just a walk. Uh, Middleton came into the seventh. He looked pretty sharp. Uh, bottom of seven. So the Sox, you know, they might have had something going here. A leadoff single for Aloy. A Yaz struck out. Berger walked. So you got first and second, only one out. A Walker was bound. So let's see if the White Sox can now get into the Phillies bullpen. Uh, Soto was in, and the Sox saw him in the series already, but it didn't matter. Sox looked like they had no clue against this guy. Uh, we saw an old friend in Craig Kimbrell. He came in in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, Sacks had their leadoff hitter on, but two strikeouts and a flyout. Uh, Clevenger's final line, three innings, three runs, six hits, a walk, uh, only one strikeout and two home runs given up. He was at 75 pitches. Uh, Tanner Banks was a problem out of the bullpen, but Gregory Santos and Middleton looked sharp 
Uh, Banks went three innings, gave up three hits, two earned runs, and three strikeouts. Middleton Santos uh, combined for three innings, zero hits, zero walks, and five strikeouts. Hot, cold, hot, cold. Uh, Sacks offense, just that two-run home run uh, by Vaughn, and that was it. Six total hits, uh, very few base runners. Sacks were one for five with runners in scoring position. So Philly's bullpen coming into the series uh, with the White Sacks was not very good, just a shade better than the Sox. I thought getting uh, into the bullpen would be the answer, and the lifeless Sacks offense made Philadelphia Made that bullpen uh, bullpen shine. Uh, Philadelphia bullpen in the series. Three games, seven and two-thirds innings, 24 batters faced, one hit given up, zero walks, 12 strikeouts, zero runs. Unbelievable. Uh, Maybe if the White Sox can start stringing some quality starts together from their starters, uh, they might be able to right the ship. Uh, More on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Sox need uh, the right parts to fit here in terms of pitching. Uh, You had Giolito and Lance Lynn. Uh, They were your two pitchers in that doubleheader on Tuesday against the Phillies. And it was really, it's really a tale of two pitchers right now. And it's all about rhythm. Uh, When the White Sox were scuffling in 2021, uh, and by scuffling, I mean, like they hung around 500 at the beginning of the season for the first 18 or 19 games. And I was somebody that was kind of freaking out, like, wait a second, what's going on with this team? Uh, They should be taking off. Well, their pitching was stellar. I mean, their pitching was really solid, and and it really carried them until things started clicking offensively. And then, of course, the Sacks took off. Uh, April 19th of that season was the last time they were under 500. So White Sacks pitching, especially starting pitching, uh, has been wildly inconsistent. You just don't know which pitcher you're getting outing to outing. I mean, Cease has looked pretty consistent, and so had Clevenger up until Wednesday. Gio and Lynn both pitched on Tuesday, and they were just a tale of two different uh, guys right now. Giolito's last two starts, uh, 12 innings combined, five hits, three walks, one earned run, 14 strikeouts, zero home runs. Uh, That'll play. Uh, This is what Giolito said. Having good rhythm and a good mound presence is hugely crucial for my success. Uh, So that's something uh, actually Pedro reminded me about it because he was on the other side watching me for a while. And we had a very long conversation in spring training about that topic that really put a light bulb uh, on for me. He's got a really good changeup, said Philadelphia second baseman Bryson Stott. Uh, he's so tall and he just kind of, you see it, but it never gets to home plate. I think a lot of us were out in front of it 
Uh, so once that's in your head, he can beat you with his other stuff. He did a really good job. Uh, and this was Grafol on Giolito. And it's not about the stuff. It's about the mound presence. It's about the confidence. It's here I am. I'm going to throw it over the plate. Hit it if you can. If you can't, you can't. If you can, you can. Uh, that's what I remember. And that's what he's been showing the last three outings. I'm really excited about where he's at right now. Right here, uh, he, uh, Grafol pointed to his head and obviously physically. So you hear from the manager, uh, you're hearing from the opposition and from Giolito uh, himself. And that changeup has looked uh, much better the last two games. Uh, and that guy's got to be devastating when he's floating that at 80 with the movement. And then he was mixing up that fastball and the eye levels. Uh, he has pitched very well. Lance Lynn, on the other hand, last two starts, 11 in a third innings, 17 hits, eight earned runs, three walks, a couple home runs, and 17 strikeouts. Uh, this is what Grafol has said. He's been battling. It seems like every ball he leaves out over the plate, they're hitting. He's not trying to get in trouble early. It just happens that balls were finding some holes early. It's just not going our way right now. It's not going his way. Uh, he settles down. He gives us the innings he needs to give us. That's a credit to him and what he does. He kept us in the ball game. He saved our bullpen. So positive spin there, and, and that is true with Lance, Lance Lynn's uh, last start. Uh, here's what Lynn had to say about that rough outing against the Phillies. That's part of the game. Uh, last couple starts have been a bunch of home runs, so you're damned if you do, damned if you don't right now. That's just where I'm at. I've been way worse I turned out just fine. And Lynn commenting on the White Sox right now, everybody's fine. You know it's April, but you know you've got to get it moving just to make sure you don't get too far behind. Right now, I'm not in a good rhythm. I'm not throwing the ball well, and I'm not having productive outings. I've got to be better. So it sounds like Lance Lynn is trying to convince himself uh, out loud uh, that he will be able to get back on track. He did mention, you know, it's early. However, you get far too far behind in the standings, and it's difficult to claw back because it's not like that first-place team is just going to put it on pause and say, all right, you guys are hot. We'll start losing uh, so you can catch up to us. Uh, Sacks have an off day to think about what has gone wrong and how they will try to right the ship against the best team in baseball starting on Friday. And the Tampa Bay Rays just so happened to be perfect, 10-0 at home. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. Uh, you find your podcast. We're on Twitter, at Lockdown Sox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Nick underscore GGTV. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Appreciate you if it pass that along to other Sox fans in your life. Uh, Sox will take on the Tampa Bay Rays on Friday. Michael Kopech gets game one for the Sox. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast uh, with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Hey, every day yours on the next episode. I will try to make some sense of what we have seen so far and maybe look a little deeper into the upcoming series with the Rays. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.